This is the DX Podcast, proudly presented by Wondrous. In this episode, Peter speaks with Andreas Kufer, Director of Experience Design at Adobe. Hi, Andreas. Hi, Peter. Welcome to the DX Podcast. Thank you. Um, it's uh, fantastic that you've been able to uh, you know, put aside some time to um, have a chat with us. Um, how the heck are you? Is everything okay over there? Yeah, I'm. 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 I'm good. It's it's a foggy morning in uh, Sausalito, which is where I live. That's just out of San Francisco. And uh, yeah, you know, it's life as life as usual. It gets foggy pretty often over there, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, not not this time of the year, but we finally get a little bit of fog and rain, and because we we've we've been in a drought, so. Right, and the fires and everything. Yeah, let's not talk about the fires. Okay, let's not talk about <laughs> fires and let's not talk about corona. Okay, let's just let's just talk about the, the good the good stuff. Andreas, you're sitting in San Francisco and I'm here in Basel. Um and Andreas, I think we have a couple of things in common. Um would you mind providing us with a, a short intro to yourself and then and maybe we'll just uh, dig a bit deeper in order to get to the bottom of things. That's that's how we figure out the things we have in common. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Andreas, born in Basel. Um, been living in... Uh, my journey took me uh, to America. I've been living in San Francisco for the last seven years. Um, work sent me over here. I work for uh, Adobe, which I'm sure everybody on this podcast is uh, familiar with, and I'm part of their um, design organization. I, I help lead experience design there. So how, how do you think you would explain your job at Adobe to someone who maybe knows nothing about digital at all? Or to myself. <laughs> um, <laughs> How would I describe my job? It's uh, well, I started at Adobe as a as a designer, as a as an experienced designer, which is how we call basically the the you know other people call it product design. It's it's a mix between UX and UI design. We we have this uh, kind of philosophy that we we do not separate those skills. We want the people to be able to do um, kind of you know. Excel in both disciplines. Um, I started in Basel. Um, some of you might know or might not know that Adobe has a, an office there, which was um, formerly known as uh, Day, which I think was the one of the first Swiss tech um, IPOs. So I started working for them. And um, as I moved over here, um, I changed from being a designer to going into uh, management. And I had a you know, typical uh, cor corporate-like career, maybe a little bit faster than usual, but I went from an individual contributor to designer to um, a director role, which is what I'm in now. And uh, my day-to-day -day is basically, I, 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 you know, I lead teams, I grow teams, I build teams, I try to guide people in uh, designing experiences. And the experiences that we design is the products that you have in front of you if you choose um an adobe tool to to do your work so it's basically product design for adobe itself do you miss designing at all um sometimes yeah i and and every now and then i get the 
I get the chance to do a little bit. And then my designers, which obviously are a lot more talented than I am, they, you know, <laughs> they laugh, but they also show some, some uh, mercy and empathy. And, uh, but like what I still get to do a lot is, uh, I still do a lot of like sketching and, and, uh, like kind of high level, um, strategic stuff. So it's less pixels, more pencils and, uh, but that's fine. We call it scribbling over here, not sketching. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe uh, it's just us that call it that. Um, well, and as you mentioned before, Adobe is a massive, massive part of every designer's life. Um, and uh, well, maybe every creative's, uh, creative person's life. Um, and you've been there for almost eight years now, as you mentioned. Um, what are the biggest changes that you guys have been experiencing in the last eight years? would you say i think it's it's like that's all we've been doing is changing right and evolving and when i started at adobe it was just at the beginning where we switched from you know selling box software to uh to subscription services um to moving everything to the cloud and that's really has been had a big impact on on how we work how we design it's like you know we stepped away from like here are the, the big annual release cycles to to things that are a lot more continuous a lot more iteration a lot more uh, um flow to that and that really impacted uh, the pace the style that we work um it's the whole mindset of an organization that needs to change in such a short time so the time that you've been there has been, uh, I, I guess, pretty, uh, um, you know, lots of ups and downs. Um, we have uh, one thing that we say a lot is, is better shipped than perfect. Um, but that's something that um, like a, a place like Adobe uh, probably can't afford to um, have instilled within their values. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I think that's that's just the nature of software development, right? It's it's a. Uh, yeah, it's you better ship something than 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 nothing, and and uh, you know there might be various levels and degrees of what that when that something is good enough to be shipped. Um, I think it's something for us as designers. It's one mm -hmm. of our biggest struggles, right? Because we have that like you know that that pride in our in our craft and what we want to like you know build and what the experiences are that we want to deliver and uh, so i think that's one that was for me was one of the biggest like probably growth and learning experiences going from what i did before to to like working for someone like adobe where there's just so many factors that figure in of like what you ship and when you ship it and to be to be able to like okay yes sure we do the you know whenever it's whenever they come up whenever the mvp term comes up um minimum viable product right it's like you you know all your you cringe and all your your uh, hair stand up but it's something you 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 have to start living with and you have to like you know try not to get frustrated it, or whatever by the fact that like you know you're not shipping what you would like to is that embracing the the fail forward culture i guess kind of but i think the, the yeah i mean the fail forward i think there's there's other methods that probably work 
better for that which is not necessarily like for me like with the product that you ship um but maybe all the work that you do before it ships but yeah i mean it's it's uh it's part of that so have they been uh, embracing your um swiss uh, design history um is that something because that's something that like the americans uh, seem to acknowledge uh, quite often is is the, the swiss design school of things yeah uh, yeah a little bit and i mean the I think when I started more so than than now because I'm a little bit like removed from the from the craft and then the other thing is you know the Swiss design um I think is is more appreciated maybe on a on a visual level than on a you know we don't have that reputation for like the the, the UX yet uh, maybe one day we will and you know at, at kind of all the big corporations companies but also at adobe we rely heavily on on design systems that we developed over the last year so that that part of the craft like the you know where you can have an impact on the on the how it looks visually you know diminishes over time so with that my uh my uh, my swissness but tell me um where where did your passion for design uh, start maybe when i was born i don't know um i mean i've always had a had a knack for design and i i you know we talked about this earlier like i'm one of those designers that came on a very like windy path um i think the first time well i had a bunch of like not designers but artists in my my family and so i i kind of got exposed to uh you know the the maybe the creation or creativeness more so than design and then one of my first jobs i got that was because my mom was working there was at a interior design store you know and so that was my maybe my foot into uh design and i worked there and i did like some computer stuff but i also helped them like set up the the showrooms and all those things so that was like you know that's design right that's interior design and, and that's maybe you know one of the ways that or how this started and then i got into uh advertising but i worked in advertising on the consulting side but even there you know i was like oh i wish i could like you know um have more like um you know be more hands-on with what we created there and uh yeah and then the journey just continued and uh so it's it's always been been a you know a very important um thing for me something that i had high appreciation admiration for and uh something that was part of my life i guess are you an autodidact or did you did you study this at, at school um a little bit of both i went to uh after i had my my few years in advertising i went back to school and i joined the Hyperwerk in basel which no way i had yeah. no idea well that we definitely have in common yeah <laughs> i i was part of the like the first generation there the the pilot program as they called it and uh so there i really that's probably where i had some like you know formal training or formal education in uh design um 
but the rest of that the rest of it is pretty much yeah, it's like self-trained autodidact it's it's uh, learning on the job learning by doing and you know and even back like you know we're old enough right when we when we went through our formal years there was no like you know experience design ux whatever but i think that's where um for me hyperwerk was was immensely important was like learning that there's there's no nothing is set in stone basically what yeah. we know now uh, is not something that we know tomorrow um, and we have to continually keep keep learning and and for me i was at quattro so the fourth mm. year um so uh, were you in uno then uh, yeah. first year yeah okay so that's why we never met at hyperwerk because you'd you'd have graduated before i said mm -hmm. oh anyway i i digress um for me hyperwerk was was really really important to um you know get to know some of the skills or a lot like fill my toolbox with lots of different skills and at least know how to um you know guide yourself through change and and to come up with with the idea of a, of a concept um, yeah. and then actually following through um yeah, it was really important for for my uh, development, uh, at least. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I totally agree. And I think one of the most important things or skills that you can, you know, if you're if you're in this industry that we're in and in this discipline, like the the just becoming, like develop developing a high level of comfort with with the unknown and with ambiguity and everything. That's like you know, because things just like change faster than we can blink sometimes, right? Be it be it like technology or, or the way things are done. And, and, and so if you're like, if that's something that you struggle with, then this is a very tough profession um, to be in. And yeah, I agree. Like hyperwork, I think that's, you know, that kind of maybe in the Uno even more so than in yours, right? Because they kind of didn't know what they were doing and neither, <laughs> neither did we. So that was, I think a big part of the learning experience there was, was, uh, was that right and to maybe find bring some like structures or strategy or whatever and how to deal with uh, with that well not having a set curriculum was was absolute freedom for me uh, i fucking hated school all the time i never wanted to go to school and then at last you find this place where you can actually it's kind of like a playground yeah um, yeah uh, a little bit uh, <laughs> yeah and I think it. Uh, what makes me feel really old is they just had their twentieth birthday. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. They they long left the Totentanz. Oh no! And now up on on the Dreispitz. Uh, mm. oh, yeah, yeah. That was the best thing about that school was the Totentanz. Yeah. So good. <laughs> <laughs> cool. That's uh, I'm I'm gobsmacked. Um, that's uh, something I didn't expect. Um, to <laughs> I thought we had some things. In, I thought it was cycling, um, but I didn't know it would be a hyperwork. So I mean, talking about um, cycling, um, do you have um, any particular ways to to turn off? Because I can imagine now, especially um, more than ever, whilst we're kind of penned up in our in our houses um and and um you know being on 24 7 is the, do you have any like particular um tools that you use to to turn off i have a few yeah that i that i developed over over the years and and cycling is definitely a a big one right that's that's my that's my escape i think that's what kept me somewhat sane through the last um year that's my uh you know that's my that's my place to get 
loss that's where i emerge myself in nature but it's also like a, a especially you know if i ride by myself it's also a great place to just like contemplate and and think about stuff which is for us as designers you know that's such a important skill and such an important moment in the in the creative process so yeah i i think i developed my uh like passion or addiction or whatever you want to call it to cycling when i moved to to uh san francisco because it's such it's just such a great place to do it with the the year-round weather and 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 uh, the roads and the and the, and the hills and everything that we that we get to ride here so that's a big thing and then i the other thing that i that i developed coming out here over the year was was uh i got pretty deep into like a meditation practice and that might be the you know the san francisco hippie vibe that that got me into this but that's you know the other the other one that's my that's my other uh in a very different format but that's my other kind of valve or way to ground myself I think that's really interesting what you say, um, and I've probably been talking about this way too much lately. Um, I've um, I've been listening to a, a podcast by Conan O'Brien, um, the mm-hmm. American comedian, uh, yeah. stand up. He has yeah. his own show and everything, um, and he has a really good um, uh, and very interesting. Um, not all the time, but <laughs> can you keep this interesting all the time? Um, podcast, and he was interviewing John Cleese, mm-hmm. um, and as as a creative. Um, I sometimes felt um, really um, you know, bad because I thought I was procrastinating all the time. Mm. Um, but then, but then you listen to this, and then you kind of um, feel like, okay, so I I wasn't actually procrastinating. I was I was working all the time. Yeah, but I was just yeah. not actually. And this is when when we talk about like quantifying work nowadays. Like, what what does it mean sitting uh, in your office eight hours a day? Does that mean you're working? Um, and when you leave the office, does that mean you're not working anymore? Even yeah, though, right? Um, ca- can you switch off your thoughts um, and and not think about work? Um, and if you're thinking about work, does that mean you should be writing down those hours? Um, you know, I think that's one of the big upsides about the pandemic is that or at least for me, and I think for a lot of designers, you know, that you're not sitting in an office anymore and you're not like sitting next to whatever, like, you know, discipline um, might be sitting in that office as well. And you try to like fit in by looking busy and typing away in your keyboard because that's, you know, how how the, the person who passes you by thinks that you're you're active. And that's, I think, like for us as designers i think this whole like shifting to remote work has just been such a blessing because yeah you know i mean i hope none of my employer doesn't listen to this and but if they do they should be happy about it i sneak out sometimes during the day and i go and ride for an hour or two and it's like you said you know it doesn't mean sure i'm not like in front of a computer and i'm not taking a call but there's a pretty high chance that i'm thinking about like work at some point or something um comes to me and that's really like it's that's i think as a designer you know that's one of your the kind of the 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 contemplation that's one of your superpowers right and that's i think why it's so important to have these like moments and ways where you can like 
disconnect and you can like connect to your to your to your thoughts or to your you know we can, we can get more like spiritual about what it, what it is that you um connect to and that's where uh this whole like pandemic and things slowing down a little bit and you not having to like you know be in a be in a place all the time where you where you have to you know where you think you have to fit in um i think that's huge and i think that's you know as we're going back to whatever the future format is i think we we really have to like for our discipline we have to make sure that some of that can be um you know maintained and that we don't have to go back into this routine where we just waste so much of our potential because we're like you know we're trying to live that nine to five well that's one thing that um where i i'm asked quite often uh, do we regret moving into this new office um one week before the first lockdown and we've hardly sat in it um like much in the last 12 months um and it kind of feels exactly like the like the perfect thing to have done because um we now have an area where people can come together and they can talk about things and we um, for some reason we figured it was a good idea to build a bar into the <laughs> into the office um, so that kind of seems like a, almost a bit of a serendipitous it's just one of those moves that kind of makes sense in hindsight right um where um it's it's less about like sitting down and doing focused work and it's more about um you know coming together and and you know discussing things and and like having the the space to kind of let your let your mind wander as well. Yeah, Absolutely. Ah, yeah. oh, cool. I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> and I think that's part of design, right? It's like to to find that balance and to find those sweet spots where it's like, okay, now you like, you know, it's important that you, you know, interact as you as you as you develop whatever you are um working on. But it's all it's it's just as important to have those moments to yourself or like be it at the, you know, in an, at the beginning of something where you were like, you know, you, you see an idea or be it throughout the process. And uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how this uh, digital first or remoteness or, or hybrid models, how they will, you know, maybe maybe encourage creativity. Well, Talking about the future, like where 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 do you think um, Adobe and and kind of this this uh, digital experience um, that um, stems from uh, oftentimes from uh, Adobe uh, software? Um, how do you think that uh, that may develop in the next couple of years? Uh, yeah, I mean, the, you know, we have this like on our flag is like creativity for all, right? And that's kind of Adobe's adobe's mission and uh and we're pursuing that in you know all different directions by like the tools that allow you to be um creative and and but then also like the the you know what people know a little less about is the tools that we build to then kind of share the stories and tell the stories which go into like you know the digital marketing and all those things and i think the you know, with this creativity for all, um, that's really like there's a lot that goes into that and a lot that is part of that and that can be unpacked. And that's from like the tools, you know, that we or the services that we create and how to make those like, you know, more approachable or easier to be um, 
um, used. <laughs> we remember, you know, like we probably all started, including myself, with like a hacked, pirated copy of Photoshop, and and you would go like, <laughs> a you would no, definitely not. A you a you wouldn't. <laughs> of I mean, that's that's did. you know, Adobe <laughs> should maybe you know put that on their flag because they they that's how so many people became creatives because like who could have never afforded it otherwise but that tool was so and is so like complex you know where you maybe use like five percent of it or you or you mm. would right then we do, would do like web design and photoshop and uh oh God, yeah. i think the thing that we're really trying to do now is 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 you know give tools that are just a lot easier um to use for the different different creative disciplines where the where the the kind of the the onboarding ramp is not so steep but then the other thing is also with like the creativity for for everyone is also like you know the the audience of people that we that we speak to and and uh, you know going from maybe where we still are to a certain degree but definitely where we were before where it's just like you know I can't remember what the numbers were, like 90% white and 80% male um, people in Silicon Valley, you know, who pretend to like create, build, craft experiences for the entire world. And the entire world looks a lot different. And I think that's another thing that we're really focused on is like, you know, bringing this like diversity and inclusion um, into the into the work that we do um accessibility all that stuff right where we really like like where we mean you know for everyone when we when we say that and it's not for everyone as long as you fit like the target audience. stereotypes yeah. yeah absolutely so that's a big oh, cool. big one on our agenda okay cool and and where do you see your agenda i think to to just like evolve myself as a as a design leader and and you know leading or or leading is a, maybe not the right word but like you know helping um individuals grow be successful be able to do their work i think that's where i kept like focusing more and more um yeah. throughout this time and where i also started to find a lot more joy in um versus you know when i started out in the design discipline i remember we had a you know we had this small agency in basel in the started in the you know in the last millennium like literally and uh, at some point i had some uh, i was a creative director of like you know a team of two and huh. like in hindsight i mean i feel so sorry for those individuals that had to work for me because i was in no way like you know <laughs> fit to to guide or lead anyone because i was still at the stage in my design career where it's like yeah you know i need to touch every pixel and i know it i know how to do it or i'm faster or whatever and it must have been like a, a miserable experience you know so i realize that now and but i also realized that you know and, and getting feedback from the people that i work with or that work for me that it's not a miserable experience anymore and that's something that where i see myself you know like like evolving even even further okay cool that's really interesting um yeah i think uh, those those kind of experiences um, definitely make make us better better leaders as well Absolutely. yeah yeah 
Um, are there any um, like particular ways that you you feel um, help you to stay informed about the industry itself? Um, like, do you go to conferences? Do you uh, read magazines? Do you listen to any particular podcasts, or is it is it just listening to your team as well? Uh, yeah, it's it's a it's a mix. I think of a, of a lot of um, things. One of the like maybe that's you know related to to my my role and being in leadership i felt like earlier in my career i probably st stayed atop of things by like you know consuming a lot more like visual design or like you know there was like i remember back in the days what all those sites were called right where you like you know that was even before dribble or then dribble started and behance and all that stuff and it was really focused on like you know visual um design and, and design trends and everything and i think for me a lot of things shifted towards you know staying informed by consuming the the written word right and by like or, or you know talking to people or listening to people and their and their thoughts on like the entire practice so like medium you know for me is like probably one of my primary sources where i go to or yeah like you know read books um and they can be on design but are somewhat associated to it and then i think that's my uh maybe the you know my my uh primary source and then yeah like you mentioned you know that's one of the advantages of, of working at a place like adobe where you're surrounded by designers i think our organization by now is a couple of hundred people and you know oh, you, God, okay you, you have to you have to the peer exchange and uh you know that's a big one and then yeah we you know we have like adobe max is a very big like creative conference and uh so you get inspiration through through those kind of things um so yeah all all kinds of all kinds of ways um and lastly um this is something that i just kind of generally um think of every now and then um do you think there are any like particular people um kind of along the trajectory of your career that were incredibly important for you that played a big role in in how you developed and did you actively seek them out or were they kind of just there to help you um i mean the you know one of the one of the abstract very abstract answers would be everyone right and <laughs> and uh, and that's you know not just being cheesy but i think like literally like the people you you interact with along the way is like you know you learn from like if if you're and that's i think again you know as a as a as a designer one of your you know a you need to be able to contemplate but b you need to be really like your 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 curiosity needs to be your other superpower right and if and if, <laughs> and if you if you are curious and you're open then like you know anybody you talk to will give you or anything you get you encounter um will you know help you grow and 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 inspire you and you know it can inspire you in in, in either direction right it can be uh, or 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 inform you let's put it that way right it can it can be something hey that's like wow that's something i want to try or um that i want to do but it can also be uh the other way around right and that's i definitely had like a lot of those experiences as well be it like from you know 
even now like here my last seven years at adobe right there were some great people but there were also some people where i'm like you know i really appreciate that i could work with you for you whatever because i learned like what i would not want to do yeah and that's you know those people are i think just as important if not if not more important along your your journey if you're able to uh to uh you know digest that and uh reflect on it so yeah and and the other thing is i think with you know we we uh especially in our you know as we go through kind of our our uh, growth in this career you know you see you, you get inspired right you get inspired by people you might never meet but that you hear of or you see their work and uh that's a that's for a designer that's a very like tricky thing right because it can be super intimidating <laughs> you know it's like here's like whoever right like Dieter Roms or with all the people right that we that we admire but uh, you know then you get on your journey and you design something and you come you here comes the the comparing mind and you and you you know it can really like like the people that inspire you can also very much block you and and, uh-huh. and and your creative process and your and your evolution and i think you know if you let yourself be inspired by those people that's great but if you let yourself like be you know blocked or intimidated then then that's not so great so that's i think the whole like you know who inspires you or who mentors you um you have to have a healthy relationship to those to those people and to those inspirations that you know they can really like help you along the way rather than rather than slow you down that's uh, an excellent final word um, <laughs> final statement thank you so much for your time andreas thank you we have reached the end of this digital experience podcast Thanks for listening. For further information about us, please head over to weawondrous.com.